All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Good to see you on this, uh, what is this, a Monday night? You know, we got a good treat for you coming up tonight. We got Mr. Transaction Engineer about to come in here and drop some jewels on you. Hope you brought your notepads. Hope you brought your pens, your papers, and all the other stuff you need, and your smartphone to take notes because we're talking about liens tonight, how to remove liens or how to negotiate liens to get you know, better deals. Because, you know, if you learn how to negotiate a good deal or work out a better deal with the seller or with the bank or with some entity, third party entity, that mean more money in the bank. So we're about to get that started right now. Go ahead and drop in where you're coming in from and your name. And I give you a quick shout out. We're about to get the show started in just one momento. And we have And we have Mr. I stay woke And Mr. I stay woke What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the student master teacher, Mr. I Stay Woke, Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. We got a good treat for you tonight. We got Mr. Transaction Engineer about to come in in a second, and we got uh, all of you watching. If you listening or watching this video and you find any type of value, just a smidge it, make sure you smash that thumbs up button and subscribe if you're on the YouTube channel. And if you're in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group, just give me a shout out. Just, just say your name. Say something. Let me know you're here. Breathe on the mic. Let me know you're here so I can give you a quick shout out. I see Daniel's always ready. We got everybody ready over here. Let's see. What else? Uh, Eddie, when we gonna get some drinks? I don't know what he's talking about. He's trying to get drunk. We were trying to get him going here. Let's see here. We got STL in the house. And for the people that's watching in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group, uh, make sure you click that little link in the description. It'll make it so you're, it doesn't say Facebook user. It'll show your picture and your name. Just because we're in a private group, it has to get your permission to put your name out like that. That's why you're showing up as a Facebook user. But it's somebody in the STL, so that's good. So without further ado, let's bring in my brother from another mother, Mr. Transaction Engineer. What up, Eddie? What's up, Chris? What's going on? I stay woke family. God damn. That's right. That's right. Started, baby. You know it's a good party when we got you on live because I know you bring the energy. You bring the enthusiasm. And for people who may not know, who you are, give a little bit of background. I know they might've seen you on uh, Big Brother Chris show or something like that or somewhere with a uh, Loopy G or one of these people. But for people who may not have heard of you yet, drop a little something, let them know who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Mr. Transaction Engineer. Why am I Mr. Transaction Engineer? Why do I call myself that? I name my own self that. <laughs> Why? Because I'm able to do transactions many different ways. I don't just wholesale. I wholesale, I lease option, I own a finance, I buy subject to, I buy sandwich lease option, lease option, hey, you name it, man. And I know how to sell on multiple different ways. To be in this business for the long haul, you got to be able to be able to do creative financing, do deals multiple different ways. So that's why they call me Mr. Transaction Engineer. That's why I put my crown on as Mr. Transaction Engineer. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been doing real estate for 14 years. So I was in when the market was good, when it dropped out the sky, we still was rolling. 
and I'm still in the game, baby. I love it. Hey, I'm a mentor. I'm a lover of the real estate. It's my life. I know that's right. I know that's right. So real estate is really life changing. Wouldn't you agree? Heck yeah, man. I totally agree. I used to drive Fort Lewis, brother Chris, and I got into a little trouble. You know, I got into a little trouble and then end up once I got back home, I started doing. Well, you know, I was studying real estate when I was in. So when I got out, I um, <clears throat> was driving forklifts, but I was studying real estate. Then my mom paid five grand for me to go to this course, right? And it was the quick. It was it was called a millionaire maker back then without with the Godfather. So it was a five right. days intense real estate seminar, man. Hey, man, that was mind boggling. And and not only did I go to the seminar, Chris, I brought some deals, man, because I was so hungry, I was so ready for the change. Because I really couldn't, I didn't have no time off. It was either stay here, I asked my, my boss, could I take off for three days? They was like, no, you're going to get fired. So I said, okay, well, the hell with it, man. I had three kids making $12 an hour. What the heck am I going to do with that, Chris? Nothing. That ain't even enough to feed two of the kids. You know, kids love to eat, and they get more expensive as they get older. <laughs> yeah, man. So... Hey, I decided to go to a real estate seminar. It was the best thing I ever did, Chris. One of the best things I ever did. So I took some deals on the stage. We closed the subject to deal right there on the stage. When I went up on the stage, we closed the subject to deal. I went back fast to contract in. So right then, I'm at the seminar doing a deal. So I knew that it really worked. Then 45 days later after that, I invested like $300. Back then, you used to have to run an ad in there in the newspaper now that's kind of played out mm. but you used to have to run ads in the newspaper to find your buyers so i ran the ad in the newspaper cost me about 290 or something like that put the house on the contract for ten dollars about three hundred dollars invested chris and i made 15 grand man it was over with man after that it was over so ever man so your, your eyes just peeled open like whoa why are we working so hard for this thing when i could just lock up some paperwork and get a deal going i couldn't believe it man two deals man within 60 days so mm. I mean, hey, it, it, it works man it works and that always will work especially if you know how to do more than one type of transaction because mm. if you and i'm gonna tell you wholesalers and flippers this if the market do crash then hey it's over with. Nobody's going to buy for a second. And wholesalers, you won't have nothing to sell because mm -hmm. nobody's doing any renovation. So you got to be a transaction engineer, guys. You got to know multiple strategies. When they tank, guess what? It's short sale time. When the market crash, guess what? That's great. It's short sale time and it's time to have you a lot of cash so you can buy everything that comes in because it's like going to your best favorite store, whether it's Neiman Marcus, Macy's, and it's 70% off. You got a 70% off sale. So that's what it's like when the market crashes. I love it, man. I can't wait till it crashes again. I'm sorry for those who will be affected, but hey, it's time to collect. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I ain't make the rules. It's just how the game goes sometimes. You looking like, hey, I ain't make this game up. I'm just playing the game to win. That's all you can say, right? Heck yeah, man. We was getting for $6,000, $8,000, man. Only need 10 to 15 grand in repair. Renting them out for eight, nine hundred dollars. Now them same houses that we got twenty, twenty-five thousand in are worth one hundred and thirty, man. What mm. more? Ten years later, um, ten, eleven years later. So, man, that's 
Man, I'm telling you, when the market's up, you liquidate, build that cash, keep buying creatively, subject to only finance deals. But if you got any with a lot of equity, I would cash out and keep reinvesting because you want a, nest, a nice nest egg. Because when they crash, the banks are going to stop lending. Um, rehab is going to start rehabbing because their money gone and wholesalers don't have nothing to wholesale. So mm. it's going to be cheap, man. Wow. Cheap. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. So that's what I want to ask you, too. Uh, so do you think the market's really about to do this thing? Because people keep saying it's bubbling and it's looking like 2007 and it looks like it's going to happen again, trying to scare everybody. Do you think that's realistic that it's anything like 2007 and eight? I don't think it's going to crash that quick, man. It's only been about, let me see, the bottom of 2007 when it crashed. So it's only been, what is that, 12 years, seven, eight, nine? Yeah, 12, 13 years. It normally crashes about every 20 years, something like that. It's a cycle, man. It's a cycle. So it happens every, I would say, 15, 20 years. I still think we got some time. Yeah, and I don't think it's anything like 2007 and eight because they was giving people loans just for blinking. Did you blink in the last 30 seconds? You're approved. That's the kind yeah. of stuff that was going on back then. And they ain't doing that right now. Well, uh, I heard a different story, Chris. Uh-oh. Are they doing it again? Yeah, I heard they're giving them loans out again. Oh, man. Sign me up, Ben. Where my loan at? Let me get a million dollars hey. worth of real estate on just some paper. They're doing, I know they're doing no docs. So if you got a, um, I think you got to have a 740 or 760 credit score. I mean, seven, 760? Come on now. Who, how many people got that? I mean, I guess there are some people, but that's not, you know, that's, a, that's above average. I guess right. you're going to leverage your credit score for this property. I hope it ain't something you're living in. You better be on some investment and make some <laughs> money. I know right. Right. So let's see here. So like I said, everybody, uh, anybody that gets have any questions about the topic we're about to talk about, like I said, the liens or anything like that, drop it in the comments. And if you find any value with this, go ahead and uh, give that thumbs up. I mean, we appreciate that. So we got Roy Harrison giving a shout out. What up? Daniel up in here. Giving them a lot. I know that's right. Let's see here. Daniel, what's up, Daniel? Daniel's always around. He's always near. And Daniel get that information, man. He be sucking it up, sucking up the information. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, um, so you say you've been in the game about 14 years. So you've seen a lot of ups and downs in this game. And uh, so in regards to the topic we're talking about here for tonight, uh liens, encumbrances, things that are stopping people from getting deals. Uh, what are some of the type of liens that you've come across? Well, we know about tax liens and things like that, but what are some other type of liens that you've come across where you had to work some magic and try to make them go away? Well, HOA liens. We have HOA liens, um, IRS liens, utilities. Mm, man, you name it, man. All kind of liens. I'm going to tell you about when the market crashed. This is how we learned about the liens. When the market crashed, hey, we we converted over to short sales. So when you start doing short sales, you run across people with every type of lien possible. I'm talking about every type of lien possible. HOA, utilities, uh, credit card bills with liens, lawsuits, 
um shoot irs man you name it man it's just something you got to negotiate on so when it comes to hoa or home association fees i guess with uh i guess that's only in condos and some neighborhoods um so are they willing to negotiate and work a deal with you on those type of properties when you come across them and they have those type of liens or is that something where they're like we want our money we're not negotiating get my money well it you know it depends on the hoa community so but a lot of times they will negotiate especially if the if the homeowner haven't broke any promises now if the homeowner um never got in contact with them and then you go in and negotiate for them a lot of times they'll take either payment arrangements or they'll take a discount hmm. okay so that's good to know so are out of the different um types of liens that you just named off like tax liens and things like that or any of them that you've come across in your past that they just won't take a discount you're going to pay it we ain't talking no negotiate none of that crap hmm. H well i would say hoa liens some of those companies are, are stern you know they want their money so i'm gonna like that i'll say more hoa liens than anything irs liens you usually Damn, my mouth gets, you usually uh, use usually can have removed get them removed see i take the camera off so they don't see you take that nice sip of drink but we're gonna come back so our airplanes what you do with them now yeah you have those removed that's right that's right so you're a transaction engineer i'm just a cameraman engineer i got the camera moving it around oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool so um so that's a difficult one so what about easy ones what are some of the ones that you would think are some that are easier to negotiate with the more uh lenient that are willing to work with investors or third parties or people that are trying to get that price down the irs liens are pretty good but you know it's, it takes a lot of work with irs you got to call man you're on the phone Shit, sometimes hours man it's just so hard i don't understand they collect all the money i don't know why it's so hard to get through to, to them man really? I get, they need to hire more people yeah the utilities you usually can get those removed pretty pretty quickly um now most of those utility companies are want you know they're going to want to be paid off Mm, that's what I was asking ready to ask you. So they want their money still. This might take yeah. a little bit discount, or what do they what do they usually do? Sometimes they'll take a little hit. If the homeowner's behind, like in foreclosure, and you can submit like a hardship letter with that foreclosure notice, then they'll work with you. So basically they work just like the bank. Like, prove to me you can't pay this, show me that you can send these documents, send your bank statements. Do they go through that whole process? Yeah, and that works great, guys, on all damn near all liens. If the homeowners have some kind of hardship, man, that's bingo. That's a big discount. Big discount, man. You fax that into them with a hardship letter explaining, you know, they're behind on payment. They're having a bad time. They can't afford this to bank. Because either way it goes, especially if you're doing a short sale, the, the short sale bank, they're in first position. So they say what everybody else gets. They don't care who you are. They say, well, this person right here, um, this utility company, we're going to give them $200. We're going to give the HOA um, $4,000. You know, they come to their number and then, you know, they give you what they want to. <laughs> so wait a minute. You're saying the first lien, the first mortgage holder or the first lien on a uh, on a note, they're the ones who get to distribute, basically, and decide who gets what? Is that what you're saying? Heck yeah. Wow. All the time. Especially if they're behind on payments. 
Wow. So you're saying they are the boss in the whole game because they know all those other liens after that first one all get wiped out. If uh, Right now, they go to foreclosure. Wow. Gone with the win. Over with. Okay. Okay. So, um, so when you're dealing with a bank, I know that's one of the most common ones that we come across. They got a, a loan. Um, and most of the times, I mean, I know that you can do the short sale. Is there any other way that you've seen that banks will take a, a discount on a property or something, or they just won't pay money and they'll, uh, or, or what would they do for you? If you, if you got a hardship letter and all of that stuff, you submit it to the bank, what would they do? On what on the first position? Yeah, first position uh bank. So say just a regular bank, say they got first position and somebody's going through a foreclosure. Do they require uh I guess the whole same thing, like a short sale packet, and they'll negotiate a deal with you as well, as well as basically for everybody else below them, or is it just for themselves? For themselves, but you gotta submit all the liens. So you need to get a title search done and submit all the liens that's on the title. Mm. And have okay. all those have the attorney put all those liens on the hood. Okay. Said you got to submit an offer and a hood one, which is a settlement statement when you buy a property and the purchase price when you got once you got a contract and you submit the offer, you submit the offer price, and then the attorney need to do the title search and put all the liens on the hood one, the settlement statement. Mm, so they want to they want everything documented. They don't want to hear no talking, they want to say, send me some papers. And we're gonna make this thing work, right? Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, um, in the event that uh, that's what I want to ask you about too. So, say there's multiple loans. Say there's a first loan and a second loan, and uh, that second loan, what if they don't want to work with you? And they just do they really have to go off what the first loan is doing or something like that? Or how does that work? Yeah, they got to go off the first. Because I'm actually I actually have a house like that right now. I have a first lien position. We owed about uh, eighty thousand on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, about eighty thousand on it, and the second is only like a ten thousand. I want them to just go away altogether, but they don't seem like they really want to work with me. They keep asking, "What are you gonna do? What is the first doing? Or what are they gonna do?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, they they working everything out, but they're not really trying to work with me too much without finding out what the first is doing." Is that? Do you have, do you have in the paperwork where the property is behind? Yes. <clears throat> Great. Submit that and make them an offer about five percent. They'll take a, they'll take ten percent, man. 10, I would say 20% max, but I'll start off with 5%. I would say the first mortgage I don't offer y'all 2,000, and they taking a the cut on theirs, they only offer y'all 2,000, you know, 5% or whatever the balance is. Yeah, because they surely asked me, they like, well, what do you want to offer? And I was like, uh, I was thinking $1,000, you know, some cheap. Yeah. I just want to get it gone. I don't want them there because it's an unnecessary payment. It's an extra $200 a month going out that could be just cash flow staying in pocket. Yeah, I love those, man. I love those, man. We especially if it's two different banks. That's all we do. We short sell the second one, take over the first, so we create some more cash flow. Those yeah. are my favorite, man. Yeah, I definitely need to do that because the first loan is with um, Mr. Cooper, and the second loan is with Fifth Third Bank. So two different. Oh, banks. yeah. Fifth Third to take a discount, man. Offer them, offer them a thousand or two, and get them out of there. Yeah, man. Tell them this is all the first is offering you, man. This it. And send in the paperwork that it's in pre-foreclosure. Say this is all they're going to offer you or it's going to go to foreclosure. Yeah, so do they even check that stuff or do they just go off what I tell them? They can't, they can't check. They, they don't have no authorization to speak on your account. So they oh. can't even check. So I need, that's why you said show them the paperwork that this loan is behind. Prove it to them. Look, they're about to go to foreclosure. Keep playing around. And then they'll go ahead and work a deal with you. Now, that's a nugget right there. 
Yeah, man. That's how one of my properties I lived in, I took over subject to. It had about a $30,000, $40,000 second with Wells Fargo. Man, we got it for like two grand, man. Woo! Made a good amount of month, um, payment out of the pocket. Then we lived in the property and rent out the basement for like 800 a month. Woo! Just killing them, man. So man. you just love to see them with second mortgages from another bank. Woo! So so you just get a big discount because it's the second lien on the house wow yeah because they're gonna they, man if the first foreclosure they get nothing nada so and so, the only way they can get in first position they gotta pay off the first mortgage and if they only twenty thousand dollars them paying eighty thousand dollars is highly unlikely Unless the property got a lot of equity now, the property got two or three hundred thousand in equity. I have seen them come in and try try to take that first position. Wow! Heck yeah, <laughs> it was a rare, it was a rarity, but I've seen that man. Wow, I know that's right. And they so, have a lot of equity though, and most don't. Yeah, because the one I just did, like the one I'm talking about, uh, they they owe that eighty thousand plus about. Almost another ten grand, so that's ninety. But I sold it on the lease option for ninety nine, so I'm I'm ahead anyway. So I, I created some equity. <laughs> that's how you do it. In there, baby. So so the the very important part is get the paperwork that's from the first, showing that it's late, and sh and send that over to the second. Say, look here, Mister Second, they bought the foreclose, and uh, you might want to work with me here. I'm offering you this as a full payoff. Will you accept? So basically, that's that's basically how that will work. And do a hardship letter. Have the seller do a hardship letter. Hey, I'm behind on everything. I can't pay none of my mortgages. I'm sorry. Can you please work with me in the bank and take a short sale offer? Man, that's so they're they gonna need the hardship letter for their um records anyway. <clears throat> okay, okay. Let's see here. We got a couple of questions in here. Um, let's see here. Does a mortgage take priority over IRS liens? Mm, that's what Grace Joe wants to know. Oh, yeah. Cause they foreclosed the IRS wiped out. Really? Heck yeah, man. So I thought it was that the real estate taxes, they get a higher priority than a mortgage though, right? Now they heck yeah, you don't pay them taxes over. They're going to tighten you up. <laughs> You're going to pay that if you don't pay nothing else. Yeah, yeah that's take priority, the um, taxes. That's so, why the mortgage company, even when you get behind, they're going to pay them taxes every year. No, they don't play them games. The mortgage companies have mortgages on the properties. They're gonna pay it. Wow. So They're they gonna take. They can take the house. The so have you ever seen uh, real estate taxes be negotiated down, or they getting their money? They not want. They not playing these games like everybody else. No, they won't. They want all their them taxes. They <laughs> yeah. That's one. You ask me who who won't take a discount. Them. <laughs> <laughs> we want our money, man, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing. <laughs> wow so that's a good question grace joe thank you uh let's see here a facebook user that didn't click that link in the description there uh, can you remove a partial deed of trust from the secretary of housing and urban development or negotiate a discount on it so from hood can you negotiate something from a hood lien i guess yep yep as long as you have you can show proof that the property is behind they have the hardship so even if you even if you don't have a foreclosure notice or letter, you could just get a whole statement, you know, showing that they're two or three months behind and a hardship letter. Dang, that's some powerful stuff, man. That, that was worth the price of admission right there. Just just that little sprinkle. 
Well, you know, man, the crazy thing about it, you don't, you've been in the business so long, you just got to know how to change with everything because things are always changing. So when we move into short sales, you know, I didn't realize we we're going to have a blessing of learning about liens and negotiating on liens to get the deals done because that's the only way the properties will move. Yeah. Short sales. By the short sale, we were selling to a lot of out of town investors like Asians and a lot of um, Spanish. So, you know, they were that cash money. Right, right. Facts. I know that's right. Straight facts. All right. So, um, and like I said, the people that's watching on the Facebook group, there's a link in the description. If you click that, <laughs> link, it gives permission for you to go ahead and uh, show your name and stuff here because we're in a private group. So, as it's showing, that's why I'm showing up as a user. If you click that link in the description, it'll show your name and stuff and picture. And look good for you. I would like to know how you lock up deals and negotiate removing or decreasing the second position. What happens if they don't release the second lien? Do you close on it before this negotiation is finalized or do you lock it up under contract? That's a good question for Eddie, which we'll have for him. And for while we're waiting for him to come back, like I said, uh, for those who are, that are watching, hit that thumbs up button, share it out, share it out if you care it out. And uh, we're definitely going to uh, get the rest of your questions coming in here. Um, while we have this small break here, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, I mean, I know you're probably watching in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group, but why would you not be? Why, why would you not be? Join the free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, we'll get to that. So let's see here. Um, Mr. T.E. and Chris Monroe, how many homes should we have before yeah, we go downhill? I was thinking 10 or more. Daniel, I would say get as many houses as you can. My goal is to get 30. I'm only at about nine or 10 right now. Actually, I'm about to close on one tomorrow. So that'll put me at number 10 tomorrow. And uh, back to this other question here for Eddie. This is a long question. You might have the answer for it, Eddie. Let's see here. Mr. Transaction Engineer. How, let's see here. I would like to know how you will lock up deals and negotiate removing or decreasing the second position. What happens if they don't release the second lien? Do you close on it before this negotiation is finalized or do you just lock it up under contract? Yeah, I would lock it up under contract. They're going to take a discount, man. They they don't have no choice, especially if you could show a hardship. hardship. So I've never seen a second never take a discount because they know they're not going to get anything. Okay. What's the other part of the question? Uh, the other part was uh, before negotiating. I guess they're trying to say that basically that second lien may decide, you know what? I don't want to get taken off of something slick. I mean, do they even pull stuff like that or that's, that's illegal? Or what, what do you think? No, they're going to take a discount because they know they're not going to get anything. And as soon as the loan get 90 days behind anyway, guys, they have insurance. So they get paid. After 90 days, they get paid. The insurance company, they got their money protected. So they get paid. So whatever they collect is extra. Wow. So they're just trying to milk you for a few more dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to milk you, man. Even the first mortgage, once they get 90 days behind, they get paid. I know this because we used to help sue some of these banks with all that mortgage fraud. Mm, yeah. slick. They know all the legal loopholes and got the attorneys to fight the case. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see here. Do y'all know anything about mobile home buying? I'm in Florida and the park manager giving me a hard time with buying a motivated seller property for super cheap. Mm, I don't know too much about the mobile homes. Mobile homes. Yeah, them mobile homes is a whole nother world. I just know that um, you know, you better get it super cheap from what I understand, because that stuff lose value like quick. You know, Crazy, like, man. They don't, like, they don't, they don't, yeah. 
they don't appreciate but if you got a nice i know if you got a nice size one you know you get paid pretty good from the lots so like four or five hundred a trailer yeah i'll connect you to uh one of my buddies that does that specializes in that i know they they do that stuff on a regular basis but i'm not an expert in that and i don't claim to know nothing oh no <laughs> so German, let's see here. I've always wanted to know what is the proper way to approach a homeowner about selling their home who have liens in general. Just ask them to, you know, call them. Ask them do they they want to sell their property. Period. I want to say, hey, you got a lien for twenty thousand dollars. Can I buy your house? <laughs> you, know, just, <laughs> you know, just call them like a normal sales call. Call them up, see if they want to sell the property. Yeah, that makes sense. And many times, some of these sellers don't even know they have a certain lien. They think that, you know, they might have bought the house on a quick claim deed. Don't know what they inherited some junk on a house when they bought it and they don't even know. So, you know, just go in and just like any other transaction, like you said, just talk to them, see if you can try to buy their house. Once you start building that rapport with them, I've disclosed to them that, hey, yeah, I did a search and I found out there's a lien on your property. Did you know about this? Now, sometimes they do know, sometimes they act like they don't know. So every case is different. Yeah, they act. They're right. some actors. <laughs> hey, like my uncle always said, all actors are not in Hollywood. Uh, I know that's right. <laughs> I know yeah. that's right. So let's see here. We got uh, 30 houses is a good goal. Yep. I clicked on it now. Wow, what a powerful. Thanks for answering both the questions. All right, Shantae, good to see you. Now I can see you. We can see what you're talking about now. All right, we got another Facebook user saying, how do you subject to a property in pre foreclosure? How do you subject to a property? You know, you got to see if it's all, it's all up to the homeowner guys. First question we ask them, do you want to keep your home or sell your home? That question, they're going to let you know whether you're going to buy the house or not. Most definitely. Cause they you know, it. Hey, it may be a hard sale. You may be able to talk them into it, but most people are motivated. Who really the ones we come across are just motivated. We explain to them what we're gonna do, and most of them are cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I got one right now, just came in a pipeline today on a pre-foreclosure, exactly what he's talking about. And uh they only want basically three thousand dollars in moving expense up in Florissant. So it looked like a good house. I'm gonna give him a call if it don't get too late on here tonight, or I might call him in the morning. Just came in a pipeline today. Let's Lock them up, baby. But I know they're on the foreclosure list. <laughs> oh, yeah. They always mean, sub, you know, the subject to this pre-foreclosure, probates, um, divorce. It's just different. Just got to be out there marketing, man. Hitting different lists. You got to keep marketing. It. No magic list. You know, deals. <laughs> people in probate, they already did. So, you know, they don't care about you taking over the mortgage. <laughs> Exactly. I got a dead man on a uh, on a loan. <laughs> I'm sure he's not gonna come back mad. Yeah, he got a dead on a loan right now. So I'm like, dang, keep that loan in his name. He dead. What they gonna do? Soon, <laughs> call that loan dude. The dude dead. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Taking that dirt nap. But all right, let's see. What we got. <laughs> all right. Do you offer consultation calls that can help with walking us through negotiating these lean releases from Shantae? Yes, I do. You can go to my um, website, MrTransactionEngineer.com, um, Facebook and YouTube, the same, MrTransactionEngineer.com, Instagram, the same. And But go to MrTransactionEngineer.com for the consultation, the sign up for that. We also, we're working with a company too, Chris, that 
once you book a consultation, you'll be able to go automatically to Zoom. You can book oh, it wow. off your phone. So I'll let you know about that. I know that's something you do also. I know that technology hit game. You know, it's like bang, bang. Every time I look up, it's something new dropping on. Hey, I, I love it though, man. I can't keep up with all this stuff. It's like good night. All man, right. Every, every month it's something new. Owner financing scripts, question mark. Uh, I guess that's asking, uh, do we have owner financing scripts available? Do you, uh, Chris? I have scripts. I have, well, I don't even use scripts. I have guidelines to kind of help you stay on track. It looks like this. One sheet of paper has everything you want to know about a seller, about their situation. It talks about the seller situation. It talks about the condition of the house. It talks about the property, uh, you know, how we're going to work the deal. All on one sheet of paper. It's a guideline. I don't really do scripts. Just to keep you on track to make sure you do cover all the proper questions that you want to do when you're talking to somebody. And you can get that at WokeRealEstate.com. All the contracts, cool gear, and coaching. All that more is at WokeRealEstate.com. Check that out. Good question there. Owner financing contracts, same things. All the contracts and all that stuff you would ever want, you know, is on there. Uh, let's see here. And you're back here. Mr. Transaction Engineer is back. Let's see here. They're normal people. They're normal people. Good good answer there for the Facebook user. Like I said, hit that link in that Facebook uh, description to make yourself come up as a regular person. Who normal people? Uh, they were saying that uh, when you're talking to people, I guess they're trying to say they normal people just talk to them like they normal. You know, like, oh, well, you got to lean. I'm going to talk to you different. Yeah, they normal people, man. They get eight, nine, ten dollars an hour, man. They just a job. So it's not like it is their lean. Like they say, oh, my God, but this is my money. I can't release it. They just want to get the deal done. They'll tell you what they need. OK, well, it's a hardship. We need this. We need this. We need this. Now, I have seen a second mortgage go out and do a BPO. Really? Yeah, I have seen that. So, and for people that don't know what that is, what is a BPO? A BPO is a broker's price opinion. So they'll pay a real realtor fifty to a hundred bucks, or sometimes one hundred and fifty, to go out to the house, take pictures of the property, and give an opinion of what they think the property is worth. Easy money for them, man. They like I go out and do that all day, man. I just make up make up something. Yeah, so. Uh-oh, we got a froze up here. You froze over there. I don't know what happened, but nevertheless, I think he was about to say something about when you come across dealing with a broker price opinion or a BPO, you want to be there with them. They don't really want you to be there with them. You want to go there with them when they're going out to the house so you can kind of influence, if you know what I mean, and try to help them out and say, hey, yeah, man, it's worth about 60000 Did you notice that? Did you notice that? Did you notice that? You see all these rats? You see all these problems on this house? And they try to do that like that. Um, Mr. Transaction Engineer, I think you froze or something over here. Still froze. Is it my thing froze or is it that? Hope it's just uh, on that camera, on that thing there. So, um, Hopefully that I think that's what he was talking about. He'll pop back in here in a second. Um, do you offer consultation calls that can help us with walking through negotiating? Yeah, we did that one already. So you can either go to MrTransactionEngineer.com for that if you want uh, Mr. Transaction stuff. Or if you want to check out my stuff, WokeRealEstate.com. That's what we talk about all day. Deals. Let's see here. Guessing you were talking about a short sale. Does a realtor need to negotiate that with a lender? Negotiate that with the lender. Okay. Um, from what I understand, no, you do not have to be a, a real estate agent to negotiate that. 
you can do short sales yourself if you know how to talk the lingo. Now, if it's, now if it's a bank listed property, you're going to have to go through it. Most definitely. You're going to have to go through that with them. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to do that. Let me see something here. Okay. So we're good here. Are we still good live on here? I know that uh, he popped off. I want to make sure we're still live. Can you still hear me? Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Holler if you hear me. So let's see. In part two, how low will the bank usually go on taking a loss? We don't know. That's yet to be determined. You know, you, you give them a good faith offer on what you're willing to pay, regardless of, you know, what you think they'll take because you don't know. Sometimes they got to get that stuff off the books. And if you got everything lined up, your paperwork straight, you got your uh, your proof of funds or whatever they're going to ask you for and that thing, you're good to go. So that's what I would do. Yeah, you don't know how low they'll go. That's why I say offer them what you're going to offer them, just like it was a person on the street. Numbers are what the numbers are. I can hear you. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Good to go here on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. So let's see here. Mr. T.E. froze up. I guess he'll bounce back in here if he get a chance. But uh, you can drop in any other questions you may have here. And uh, while we got this brief time out, I'm going to remind everybody that coming up here in March of 2020, I'm going to be doing my first speaking event down in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. We're going to be doing the Real Estate Investors Winter Retreat down in sunny smoky mountains of tennessee it'll be a winter retreat they're going to have drinks and food and everything's going to be all accounted for at starting at only 597 let me take this uh comment off here Bloop. so there you go we're going to have christina spells out of st louis going to be there the latina ceo you got the real estate guru nasser is going to be there uh, you got sister shanika Coming in, swinging hard out of North Carolina, and me, Mr. I Stay Woke. Come on out and check us out March 5th through the 8th. Get more information. Uh, you can go to WokeRealEstate.com and check out the events page, and you'll see more information on that. If you want to know more, go on and hit the flow. Uh, let's see what we got here. I think we got a couple more questions or something popped in here. On a subject two, how do you handle the back payments on a pre-foreclosure? Um, good question. Many times you would have to bring that loan current. You know, depends depending on what you work out. If you can work out something, we can get a reinstatement amount that is reduced. Um, you want to go ahead and get them in there. And I got Mr. Transaction Engineer back in in the live. Um, so basically, if you got a back, you're gonna deal with the back payments. Either bring it current, work out a deal with the bank. I've even worked out a deal. I'm working on one right now where the payments were like 900 a month. They put me on a three month payment plan at like 500 a month. And they said, we do that good. They'll renegotiate and put the rest of that on the back of the loan. Is that the same thing you've come across, Mr. Transaction Engineer, something similar? Oh, yeah, man. We always, if we catch them in time, man, we like to work with the homeowner and go back in and modify the loan. So them, some of the mortgages is $20,000, $40,000 behind, man. We modify them, start over with a lower payment. They add them to the back of the mortgage, and, hey, we keep it moving. Keep it moving. I love it. When they sent me that, I said, oh, man, y'all on point for that. And they sent me that thing and said, oh, we can put you on a payment plan only $5.17 a month. I said, instead of this $900, hurry yeah. up. Hell yeah, sign me up. So we're on our last month now, so I don't know how they're going to work the, the new negotiation. Hopefully, they don't come with some stupid stuff trying to make us do a 40-year loan because, you know, they like to love to pitch that. Have you come across that with banks trying to pitch you that 40-year loan? Oh, yeah. They want to extend it as far as, as, far, as, as, far as possible, man. <laughs> hey. They don't never want you to get out of the mortgage, man. Why? Because that's residual income every single month. Who want to cut out the golden goose laying the golden eggs, man? 
<laughs> them golden eggs coming in every month like clockwork. People think the banks really want them houses. They really don't give a crap. That's why they don't care if you take more subject too. They want that money, man. They want that residual income popping every month. That's right. They want that cash flow because cash flow is king. They want that yes, money. Sir. Yes, sir. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, let's see here. Awesome deal, Chris Monroe. Worth the price. I know that's right, Daniel. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Who do you make the payment to when catching up a delinquent mortgage on a pre-foreclosure? The trustee or the bank? It depends on how close you are to the... I know in Georgia, it depends on how close you are to the um, foreclosure date. Georgia, we're non-judicial, which means when the bank foreclosed, they don't have to take you to court. They they put it in the paper, we're going to foreclose in 30 days and your ass out of there. Unless you find it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you file a bankruptcy to catch up the payments. They say hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. <laughs> now, um, North Carolina is a judicial state, so we're dealing with the trustee on one. We got one now we closed on today. So we had to get a payoff from the trustee of you know everything old. And so, you know, we caught that up. Okay. So cool. we did that. So what's the most you've put as far as catching up alone? How much you had to drop the most that you can remember that you had to drop to catch up alone? Mm, probably about probably about 20 grand. Woo. But I probably got a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity. So you know if it if it if I'm not gonna catch up, just say if it got only thirty thousand dollars worth of equity. I'm not gonna spend twenty grand for thirty thousand dollars worth of equity. Heck no. But yeah. we will come in if we got enough time and work with the homeowner and get the loan modified. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. Let's see what else we got here. Have you have either of you ever paid to catch up a mortgage and the bank still tried to foreclose? Yeah, that's why you in like in Georgia, you gotta pay it to the foreclosure attorney. You gotta have all the their fees and all that stuff. You got to pay it directly to the foreclosing attorney. That way it'll get stopped because you can pay it to the bank. And if they're not in communication, they're still foreclosing. You'll be in trouble. I know a guy, I had a um, guy that paid the bank and the, um, the, the bank still ended up foreclosing. The attorney still ended up foreclosing, man. He tried to fight the bank, get his money back. He couldn't get it. He never got it back for like four years, man. And then try to fight against their attorneys. Man, they they money too long, man. They're going to run you out of court. They wow. can write checks all day to get you up out of it. By the time you spend it with attorney fees, you're like, man, it's not even worth it. You you might be 20 grand in the hole. Wow, <laughs> Plus wow. Yeah, so you got to make sure you know what kind of state you're in. Google and see if you're in a judicial or non-judicial. Judicial, they got to go in front of the court to foreclose. Non-judicial, they don't have to go in front of the court. They can pull that trigger, bah, pull the levy, and you out of there. Get him out of here. He don't want to pay. Got to go. Got to go. You messing up the cash flow, baby. Right, right. And I guess that makes a, a better difference on when they're doing a the foreclosure, how quickly they can get that person up out that house, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so that... uh. When you were gone, somebody asked a question about how low do you think a bank would go? Do you how do you know how low they would accept as far as an offer when you're doing a short sale? Well, you got to factor in the repairs. You got to factor in the repairs. And if I'm let me tell you this, guys, the house is in good condition, and there's no low comps in the subdivision. 
or within a mile, I wouldn't even waste my time, man. Because they the bigger discounts come from like if you got some low comps in the area or the property needs a lot of repairs or both. But if it's in real clean condition, man, no low comps, you only gonna get the lowest company subdivision. Right, if it, right. has no, if it has no flaws or anything like that, man, I wouldn't even waste my time on that. And yeah, I know you mentioned a little bit ago about the BPO, the broker's price opinion. How heavily does the bank weigh on it? Do they say what they come back with, that's gold, and we stick into that number and don't play no games? Do they stick to that number pretty much, whatever that BPO come back at? Yeah, most of the time you do. Now, we have challenged some and got our own appraisals done. And then, you know, there's sometimes it come in the middle between that. But a lot of times, man, but you got to come out of pocket and, you know, get your own appraiser or BPO. And mm-hmm. some banks will send out an appraiser and a BPO. Some banks will send out two appraisers. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Man. So don't do that. So let's see here. Um, what if they get a lot of repairs, go for it, man. I'm telling you. And make sure you get call the contractors in the in the uh, on the internet, they got the big trucks that's expensive. Hey, come out there, get the highest estimates you can, get about two or three. Make sure you meet the um the BPO agent or the appraiser at the house. Have your um your repair list. And hey, show them a repair list, man. And keep stating, you know, how much you need in repairs. You want to put that price in their subconscious. Hey man, this house needs twenty thousand in repairs. Yeah, you see. Hey man, it came in at twenty thousand. Can you believe this house need twenty thousand in repairs? <laughs> man, that's a good house, man. If it didn't need twenty thousand in repair, that's all he's gonna be thinking about when he get ready to do that BPO. Twenty thousand in repairs, man. <laughs> <laughs> you done programmed his mind, the subconscious mind. You done went all the way deep on him. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tighten them up. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And so, um, Rich wants to know what's the quickest you short sell the second mortgage. Um, usually about 45 days, but you got to be on it two times a week. You got to stay calling. Hey, 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 following up, following up. A lot of these liens, man, you got to do multiple calls. Mm. Now, a little utility liens, that's not a big deal. You usually can get in contact with them quick. But, you know, IRS liens, man, some of the HOA liens, you know, you gotta, it's going to take a little work, a little leg, leg, leg work. You got to put in a little time. Yeah, I'm working on another deal right now where there's an HOA lien uh, because they fixed the roof on a building. But the person that was, you know, on the condo said, I didn't approve to spend the money on that roof. And they got a lien on her property saying, oh, yeah, they want that uh, $4,000. So that's crazy. She didn't approve it. So that's what she's fighting right now. That's why I ain't bought the condo yet. <laughs> Man, she may not get out of them. Yeah, she but don't want now they have attorneys that can negotiate on some of this stuff, but you know they're gonna charge. Yeah, you know they're not gonna be cheap, so you might as well negotiate it on yourself or have her negotiate on it, or even have them to put it on monthly payments, small payments, because they'll negotiate payments. They'll do a payment plan. Yeah, because it's a nice two bedroom condo for only twenty five thousand. I was gonna move in it myself. I was like, I'm about to buy it with an exception. And keep that lien on there. See, people don't know you can close on a house with an exception yeah. to the lien and still close on it. Yep. That's what I was thinking about doing, but I ain't offered that to her yet. She, you know, I got to make sure her spirit is right. I don't want to be hooking people up with that kind of stuff too good. Let them fight a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> keep an ace of spades. 
Let's see here. They say some states are both judicial and non-judicial. Yeah. Since the loan modification takes time, how do you structure the deal with the seller? We already closed on it. We go ahead and close on the property. You close on the deal all that stuff after the fact. Now we have, but guess what? We've ran across. So every bank different. Some banks do a title search. Some don't. So when we've taken it over subject two, we have had banks say, we're not going to modify the loan until you deed it back over to the seller. Wow. So how do yeah. they know, how they know the seller doesn't uh, have the deed in their name anymore? Is, are you closing in a trust or just closing the LLC? We close in the trust, but they want to see the trust document. I had one bank chase an example. They want to see the trust documents. Then the trust documents had the owner name. <laughs> wow. And then they still wanted the doggone house out of the trust. So we had to deed it back over to the doggone seller. Thank God we was cool with the seller. But yeah. we had him go to escrow and re-sign the deed, you know, keep it with the attorney. So when it was over with, the attorney just refiled the deed. Yeah, and that's a good tip to try to keep in contact with these people, uh, you know, or at least be on good terms with them. Because I got one right now that I bought one from, and I can't find them. I hope I don't ever have to find them. We got the power yeah. and all that, but hopefully I never have to go find them because uh, some come up. I don't know, man. That's why we do a power attorney. We we do a um power attorney that you know specific with modifications, all that stuff. That we can sign off on everything. We have them joke a sign because, like a lot of times, like you said, most of them who sell these properties subject to, hey, they gone, man. You don't even hear from. Them. <laughs> they mm. out yeah, they be ghosts. You be like, man, where they go? And you can't find them, especially if you paid them some money. They really gone, like, man, I paid. I don't own that house. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> they gone to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all got any more questions, drop them in here, and we'll try to get them out of here before we wrap this thing up in a moment here. Let's see here. Um, I think we got another one here. What is this? Is having a trust a good idea in real estate? If so, what are the benefits to having a trust, Mr. Transaction Engineer? The land trust is basically for asset asset protection. So it's to protect your properties. So nobody won't know, you know, who owns the property. So just say, I got a cousin, right? He was in a, one of his companies went, went under or something like that. So now they have attached a $150,000 lien onto his property, Chris. And guess how much equity he got in there, man. It's, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling, man. That's but he crazy. bought it when the market crashed in 08. He bought it when the market crashed in 08 for like 300000 man. The house is worth five fifty. Five hundred and fifty thousand. Then after he lost that lawsuit in court, they put that lien on the property for one hundred and fifty thousand. So that messed up his money. He was planning to refinance and pull some money out. Now he can't refinance. But he would put the property in a land trust. As soon as he bought the property, just converted to a land trust. They could attack him. What he don't own anything. You know what I'm saying? So that's the benefit for of, of a land trust. It's just like you do something to a person, an attorney go and look your name up, and you got ten properties. Then he'll take the the case pro bono. He, hey, he'll get you. He get paid, <laughs> hey, he'll get paid once he get that money from you. So he said, "Okay, come on, let's do it." But they put your name in, and you don't own anything. They be like, "Well, you need a five thousand dollar retainer." Mm-hmm. 
Now that'll make the person who's trying to sue you think, is it even worth it? He don't have nothing. I'm indigent. So, I own nothing. Nothing. But control everything. Control everything. That's right. That's right. Say so, Because you put them properties in your name. That's how we can look up all these people now. When we buy a house, we can just look them up. Oh, Joe Smith on this. Oh, look them up. Here's his phone number. Let's give him a call. It's too easy. But I got people hey, they got mail, though. And then they want to tell me, how you get my number? Shit, your name <laughs> on the house. <laughs> it's easy these exactly. days. You got internet, man. You get a person number like that. Your name is on the dang on thing. And I tell people, do not put them properties in your name, put them in a trust. And then I put an LLC as the beneficiary, and I'm underneath that. So I got layers. You want to come out and yeah. just practicing, baby. You're practicing. practicing. You gotta layers, man. Layers, you gotta man. That's, that's what all the wealthy do, guys. All the people that are really rich. Even your president, Donald Trump, look him up. You're not going to see nothing in his name, man. You got to protect your assets, man. That's how the rich stay rich. They're not sitting here letting everybody sue them and take take their money and take their equity and put liens on the properties. Yeah, they have mistakes and fumbles and mess up too, but you're not going to get much of their assets because they're protected. Bank accounts, you can put in trust. Cars, you can put in trust. Man, put everything in trust. That's right. Just trust Put it to put the trust in trust. Put your trust sure. in a trust. <laughs> True. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. So that's uh, so. This is a real good question here. Let's see here. I, I, I've had this question come a, co a couple of times, and I never had a good answer for it. Have you ever had someone sell a subject to to you and then file bankruptcy? Mm, nope. And what do you do if they do file for bankruptcy? Is I mean, is there an out to that? I know we have that this, that document. We have them signed that they're not contemplating uh, filing bankruptcy, or if they do, they agree to leave this property out of it. But you know, we haven't even tested that yet. Do you know any other way that you can stop them from uh, messing up your deal by filing bankruptcy later on down the line? Oh man, I have to thank God I haven't ran across them. <laughs> That's I the only know. man. That's a good question. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to send that question up to Paul. Wait a minute. Let me write that yeah, down. Yeah, I asked Paul about that one. Let me, ask Let me know about that too, man. Let me know about that one because that's a very good question you asked. Grace. I've been asked that about three times, and every time, the only way I know is, like I say, that document that just said they agree not to file bankruptcy. And if they do, or really the document says you're not contemplating filing bankruptcy. And if you decide to, you agree to leave this property out of your bankruptcy. That's just right. one document. I don't know if that's enforceable, but you know, we haven't put that to the test yet, but I'm gonna see if there's another way to get around that loophole. Good question, Grace Joe. Appreciate that. Let's see what else we got here. What is your opinion on doing subject to on a property with a variable interest rate? Hmm. I will if it has enough equity in it. If it got enough equity in it and I can cash flow, then I put somebody in there. But my main goal will be to put them in a credit repair program and get them financed. Yeah. Definitely. Get them financed and get that loan cashed out because you don't want to be in it jump so high where you can't um, cash out. Mm -hmm. So I would be doing a credit check and have my um, mortgage broker look at their stuff and see how long it'll take. My credit repair team. They put together him a plan. And even if I had to come out of the pocket myself to get it closed out, then, you know, help with the credit repair, I'll do it if it's enough equity in it. Dang. So, yeah, I accept the challenge like Black Panther. 
<laughs> and I actually have one of them, but this house I didn't pay nothing for. I was giving it basically. So I got one like that, that a guy signed over his LLC with the property, gave me the house and uh, the payment's only like 500 a month, but I got a tenant buyer and they're paying me 875. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's free money nice. on a house I got for free and they gave me 5,000 down to move in and the house need to work. So at this point, it's a win-win, but you know, as long as nothing don't come up crazy later on, we'll be all right. Right. Good question there, Rich. All right. Can you break down the basics of a subject to deal? Do you need your own cash or do you use private money? Well, I use private money on most of my deals. I would talk to you, you know, I brought in the game and talk, you know, not to use any of my own money. So only money we use in real estate mostly is for marketing and, you know, paying people, paying the team and stuff like that. But now we bring in private money. Or, you know, a lot of times we already have buyers. So if the property only five, seven thousand behind, then we just do a double closing with the end buyer money and close mm -hmm. it out with their money, like we did in North Carolina today. Yeah, a double close. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Cause I think I'm about to do one too. I haven't found a tenant buyer yet. I got a lady that wanna see it tomorrow. She got five grand. She already approved, don't know it. Just gotta like the house. Cause I'm getting the house for free. So you move on in there. No, approved. <laughs> And she's going to give me a good cash flow. on that down payment while you approve. <laughs> That's right. My payment is $530 a month whenever I close on it. And she she says she can pay up to $900. She might can pay more than that. If she likes the house, she's approved. We'll close that bad boy up this week. Give me that money. <laughs> hey, I just worked one, um, Chris. We get $2,000 a month, right? Uh -huh. So I wanted $40,000 down for this particular property. They only had $20,000 down, right? So... I had them to I I I I added five hundred extra a month towards their down payment. So now instead of making just two thousand a month, we're making um twenty five hundred. Well, we're we're making twenty five hundred dollars a month, and our monthly payment is only fourteen hundred. Mm. So we're making a pretty lick like that, man. I love adding the extra, man. Okay, well, since you don't have all the down payment, how much more can you pay towards your down payment per month? Exactly. I've done creative beers with that. I let them put three grand down. Give me another thousand. Give me another thousand. Give me another thousand. And they do it. You know, haven't had too much problem with that yet. You got sometimes. You will. Sometimes you will, but we tell them if you don't pay, then you jeopardize your option to buy. Exactly. If you miss too many of these payments. Yeah, because you gotta. You know, that's being creative with creative real estate. You gotta love it. Yeah, Tony Robinson Sr. broke it down just like that. Exactly. The OG. All right. OG. When assigning a contract to an end buyer, does it matter if you use your name or an LLC? Use the LLC for tax benefits. I wouldn't put it in my name, but if you just need to close, you need a check, you got to do what you got to do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just cut the check, man. Just give me my check. I don't want no delay on my pay. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let that stop you from getting the check, but you can just put it in the trust. Close it in the trust and, hey, <clears throat> flip it in the trust, in the land trust. Does it cost, what, $25 to record the deed? $30 to record the deed? You got a land trust. Boom. Easy money, man. Mark, say, I've been cold calling pre foreclosures list from my city courthouse and they act like they're in no rush for help. And they tell me they're filing for bankruptcy and they don't want to do anything. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, 
Deal with people who want to deal with you. If they don't want to deal with you, don't waste too much energy on them. Move on. There'll be another setup coming out tomorrow. Matter of fact, well, I know in Missouri here, they file different people six days a week. A new set of people come out Monday through Saturday that's getting foreclosed on. So just go to the next one. Don't waste that much energy on them. Would you agree, Mr. Trent? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a numbers game, man. You just got to run through them. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. I know that's right. Does the power of attorney help you negotiate the loan modification? Give some examples of how the power of attorney can help you in a subject two. Well, in the subject two, you can sign for anything that comes, you know, pertaining to the bank. Any bank documents, you can sign for them. You can sign a short sale document for them with a the power of attorney, modification documents, all that stuff. Make sure you get a copy of that license too, copies of copy of their ID, mm. front and back, and the power of attorney. Wow. So they ask you for an ID and everything. It's getting real silly out here, huh? Well, no, they don't ask if they don't ask you for that, but we like to keep it for our records. Just have everything documented because everything is yeah. on paper. You're right about that. I got a file cabinet in there full of all my tenant buyers, my sellers, everybody, all this stuff ready to go. I can look them right back up, even though I got it. In hey, do this, Chris, too. All y'all out there doing subject tools, man, you may have the hard file. <clears throat> But make sure, excuse me, make sure you um download a copy to your um laptop, man. Because I had I man, I had a, a mistake. I had to pay a tenant buyer five or six grand back because we had a hard file, but we ended up moving and we filed eviction on her, but we couldn't find the lease in time. We couldn't find an option agreement in time to get it in court, you know, to win the judgment because she was behind two months and we evicted her. But because we didn't have that freaking option, man, we couldn't find it located at the time she was awarded her money. Wow. So how did they know that she had an option or a deposit? How did she know? How did they prove that she even had that? She brought the option agreement. Oh, she brought it in there and said, look at here. I want my money. <laughs> no, 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 no. She didn't. I'm sorry. She didn't bring the option agreement. It was she had a copy of the um, check that she gave to us. Oh, the proof of payment. Oh, wow. So if you had to have yeah. that document, that would have said she had an option agreement on ass for grass because it said, you know, that she blew it. Wow. They, you know, they about the option, you could lose your right to option and all that. So that was a valuable mistake, man. Valuable lesson, y'all. Learn from that. Make a hard copy and download your um copy to your laptop. And see, that's the thing. See, all of my documents I do through DocuSign or through a digital service where basically everything's in cyberspace anyway. It's always yeah, on the cloud. Shit, a couple years back, man, well, you know we didn't have no cyber clouds and all that <laughs> stuff. Man. Everything was on paper, baby. Right paper, man. Faxes and all that crap, man. So it's a blessing now to have all this technology, man. I know that's right. Good info, fellas. Thank you, Afro Mystic. Uh, let's see here. Thanks. Looking forward to the answer. I don't know there. Chris Haskins is a beast on trust. That's right. Talk to big bro, Chris. Let's see here. Part two of the question. How can I flip the seller into a motivated seller? Well, Mark, I'll tell you, you're trying to flip and create something that ain't there. Just get you some more leads. You got to get your lead generation up. You're not talking to yeah. enough people, evidently. Cause you don't want to spend yeah. too much time on these dead leads. They did put them in a follow-up sequence. Move on. I don't advocate taking too much time on somebody that ain't motivated. Either they want to sell or they don't. If they want to sell, right. work with them. If they don't, move on and get the next deal. Cause you'll waste a lot of energy on these people, and they'll they're blood suckers. They're biting on your neck. On to the next one. 
Hey man, we had a, check this out, man. We had this pre this freaking guy pre foreclosure seller, man. Guy got he may have 30, 40, maybe 30, I say 30,000 in equity. House is in terrible shape, man. Man, he's owned the house probably 20 years, man. Refinanced a couple of times. Man, he didn't put one quarter back into the property, brother. Brother Chris, man, I'm talking about the furnace didn't work. The outside unit didn't work. Man, the dishwasher was broken. Man, he was living real reckless, man. Nothing worked. And then he's $20,000 behind, and he got the nerve to want $5,000. <laughs> you pay me for the damn buy this rag glass house, man. <laughs> oh they said you, got, you gotta pay me to take it. And I, you know, I had an opportunity like that house I told you about earlier that the guy gave me. He could have gave me five grand and close it, or he could have gave me some money to take that out. But I didn't know at that time that hey damn, people pay you to take a house. Yeah, My, they do. I'm glad to take the free house. I'm glad to take it, but I could have got five thousand on him. Five thousand from the tenant buyer, the free house, just a win, win, win all the way around on an adjustable rate. So that's the only thing tricky with it. It's adjustable. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, my. If you, got, if you got a little equity, and I try to go and cash it out. Yeah, I mean it's very little equity, like very little, like less than ten grand. Like it's small, like not even worth looking at. Baby money. That cash flow on it. Right, right. Grace Joe says, can you talk about the process of negotiating liens? Well, basically, you got to have authorization to release form, you know, from a seller authorizing you to speak on their behalf to whoever that entity is, whether it's the IRS, whether it's the um, second mortgage. So you got to have that loan number on there. Just do your authorization to release. You can Google that authorization to release form. And if it's a bank, then you can put Chase authorization to release form because different banks want their own authorization. This, if this is a smaller bank, you know, you can send in a generic form or IRS. You can sometimes they got, you know, where they do have authorization form IRS. So different entities have authorization forms. And once you get that, then, you know, you fax it in, then you call in, tell them what you're looking to do. And they're going to tell you what documents they need. And then you just, Play the play the game. Get the documents in to them and follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up every week, every week, or every other day until you get your release paper. They'll send you a release on what they will accept. Like if it's a mortgage, second mortgage, they say, let me say it's thirty thousand dollars. We will release the lien for a thousand or two thousand. So wow. it just very Wow, good information there. Just just straight get that thing. And so uh, for the authorization to release information, there's actually one in the file section in the woke real estate investors group. There's one in that file section, that generic form, not the one for the IRS or any of these special case people, but just a generic one that I've used on every bank I talk to. Authorization to release information document is in the woke real estate investors group in the file section. So check that out. Um, let's see here. Who else we got here? Um, do builders have buyers lined up upon completion of their projects? Do you know anything about that, uh, Mr. Transaction Engineer? I mean, some do. I wouldn't say all of them. But, you know, a lot of them will start putting the signs up, and they put up the little house first, the little, you know, the main house that they show everybody. And, they, you know, they'll be selling lots and all that stuff and selling the properties then off that model, the model home. Mm -hmm. the model. So they usually want to get that model home done first, and then go to market and try to sell. Right, right. 
our real estate agents and list them, you know, all that good stuff. All right. Here we go. We got a long question from Chris Birch. I have a potential deal. Owner bought at 262000 owes 245000 after seven years. They went out due to medical reasons and job loss. Comps across the street is 340 to 360. What is buy and exit strategy? Shoot, what do they want? Exactly. That's a good question. We don't know what they want. And, and, and that's the position on all of these deals, guys. You got to go talk to the seller. Ask them, what is the best case scenario for you, Mr. Seller? What do you hope to gain from this? How do you feel about this? What do you think is the best case scenario for you? And they'll tell you, I just want out. Well, hurry up a sign right here for the loan balance. I'll take that bad boy over subject to and sell it on a lease option if you're not in Texas. So, you know, that's what I would do, you know, depending on what they want to do. But like you said, you got to talk to that seller, see what they want and try to make a deal from it from there. Pretty simple. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more before we wrap this up. We've been over over an hour. Y'all ain't messing around tonight, huh? We said we did that one. Thanks for the nuggets, gentlemen. Let's see here. When is it too late to help the seller in a subject to deal in pre-foreclosure? Um, if you don't have a title search done, and yeah, you need that title search done so you can see what kind of liens on the property and the sale date the next day. Like we got we got, a lot of people always call like a week or two or three days before the sale date on the miracle, but it's gonna take at least two to three days to get the title search done. And depending right. on your attorney, if he real busy, most people do a lot of closings at the end of the of the month or the first of the month. So, man, my turn. You got to get the stuff in at least five days before the sale date. Really? That's what I was ready to ask you. Because yeah, the quickest I think I've ever seen is about four to five days. I've never seen it go any quicker than that. I mean, some people yeah. say they've done it quicker, but I just never seen it. Now, if they now the one thing about it when they go into pre foreclosure, you got to make sure you order two documents. When you're taking it over subject to you need the reinstatement figures the reinstatement figures how much you know that'll tell you how much they're behind how much it'll take to catch it up and you want the payoff so you can see you know what's the balance on the loan so I always get them to order those two documents reinstatement and the payoff two payoff. separate documents yeah because you want to know what can you do to pay that bad boy off and what can you do to reinstate that money grace joe says thanks mr transaction engineer you're welcome. All right. Let's see here. What type of leads do you go after for subject to and lease option deals? Also, amount of equity and type of loans. So uh, what I go after, uh, usually what I see these deals are either uh, for sale by owners. That's why I find a lot of them because they already want to sell. And they why didn't they list it with a real estate agent to begin with? Usually they right. have little or no equity and they just want out. Or some people just think they can sell better on their own and don't want to pay their three to six percent. Um, you know, so for sale by owners or people that actually have to sell motivated sellers like pre foreclosures and things like that. What about you, Mr. Transaction? Would you just say the same? Yeah, I say pre foreclosures. I would say pre foreclosures and for sale by owners. Yeah, same thing. And probate also. Probate. The ones with the but the ones with mortgages. See, a lot of a lot of wholesalers go for the ones with no mortgages. But we like all probate, especially the ones with mortgages, because you know they don't care about you taking over the payments. They could care less. They just say, if you're going to give me what, five grand in my pocket, and they ain't got to do nothing but sign right here, hurry up and sign, baby. So let's see here. Uh, Chris, any recommendation on private money on to do these deals? Any recommendation on private money to do these deals? 
recommendation. You got to build a relationship with the private lender. That's what I would say. How would you suggest getting private lenders, Mr. Transaction Engineer? Yeah, you got to you got to build a relationship with them, man. You got to know what you're talking about. But I wouldn't advise you guys if you haven't done any deals to you know get private money, unless you've done at least a deal or two, or can partner with somebody to do the deals. So you won't you know mess up the people's money because you know you need to know what you're doing. But deal with somebody who you know do doing deals, not somebody who think they can do a deal. They in just the worse shape as you. <laughs> <laughs> so we all in the same boat trying to float. So all right, Mr. Transaction Engineer, give us a last uh synopsis, a good last grasp, last little nuggets you want to drop on us before we wrap this party up, and also how people can contact you and things like that outside of this uh video right here. Last nuggets, guys. Hey, get you some education, man. Get educated in this real estate business, especially if you plan to be in it for the long haul. Make sure you get educated. Learn different, multiple creative strategies. There's so many ways you can do a deal. Stop throwing the deals away, man. If you're just wholesaling or just rehabbing, I'm, I'm quite sure you done threw a lot of money in the trash. So get educated, guys. Get further education. I have some programs also. You guys can reach me. Um, Across the board, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Mr. Transaction Engineer. I'm sorry, Mr. Transaction Engineer. My website is Mr. Transaction Engineer.com. And you can email any questions at info at Mr. Transaction Engineer.com. Straight up, just like that. Easy to reach. No excuse not to find them. Thanks again. That was powerful. I know that's right. Um, let's see here exactly and uh, is there any way the original owners can come after you on a short sale deal after five years hmm? somebody no they have to, they have to agree to the short sale right so they they signed off on legal documents that's why we have that layer of protection we have those attorneys and we close this stuff out so it ain't no coming back from what i can tell they could try anybody can try to do anything but i know that's going to do it all right, Mr. Transaction Engineer, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you coming in and dropping nuggets on us. Hopefully, everybody learns something good out of this video. And if y'all haven't, go ahead and uh, give that thumbs up. Look at the little baby. Hey, little baby. She's saying, hey, baby, I'm going. <laughs> and they just want to, they had a softball tournament, man. This year, they won state all-star um, softball, and they just won champion championship for the park yesterday, man. They had seven games, man. Congratulations. Good job. They butt. <laughs> All right, Mr. Transaction here. Thank you. I'll see you on the next one. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. So that's how we do it, y'all. Make sure if you haven't already, like, share, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you haven't already, join the free Facebook group called Woke Real Estate Investors Group, where we're talking about subject to wraparound mortgage lease options, land trust, all this funky stuff, all the stuff you've been wanting to know about, all that and more, check it out at the Woke Real Estate Investors Group. And if you need contracts, cool gear, or coaching, WokeRealEstate.com is the place to get it. Right there, real easy. You can. It's all laid out for you. Tell you what every package come with. If you're looking for wholesale documents, looking for lease option documents, looking for seller financing documents, if you're just looking for coaching where I can come in and hold your hand through each and every deal, I'm here to help you out any way I can. Even if I got to help you negotiate a deal with the seller right on the phone, that's one of the best things that service is worth it. So check it out because the price of that's going up is way too cheap. I'll tell you that right now. 
Other than that, I think we got everything going here. Let's see. Great video. Thank you. Appreciate you, Shante. Appreciate you all. And uh, let's see here. EK, thank you. Thank you. I think everybody's good here. So we're going to get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. So do what you do. Be who you be. And I'll see you before you see me. Peace out, family. And we have...